Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the EWO Takeover Podcast or the EWO Wrestlecast, which may be the new name for this, but obviously, this is not an actual EWO Takeover Podcast. This is the EWO Pro Wrestling Awards 2022. And on this day, we will recount the 2022 the best of 2022 so this is the things that we are going to go through top three matches of 2022 male wrestler of 2022 female wrestler of 2022 breakout star of 2022 promo of the year moment of the year return of the year and promotion of the year we will go through all that and have many other conversations as you see this conversation is over two hours so be prepared this was a very good episode in my opinion honestly it had filler you know we always have filler as far as not really filler like we just get off the road or get off the beaten path and we just talk about random stuff this one we do talk about random stuff but i feel like everything we talked about outside of our list was quite important so i think this is a very good episode i hope you guys enjoy and if you're not a wrestling fan uh come back in two weeks uh we might have something for you um but yeah i hope you guys enjoy the podcast How, how have you been this weekend? Been pretty good. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, um, as you know, the title everyone can see. This is going to be the WO Wrestle Awards, which we did one kind of last year. I'm sure um, we did. I don't know if we did top fives or how we did it. I do know we made predictions towards 2022 we did do that we we did like um everything was uh top 10 of wrestling of 2021 yeah um so our categories today will actually i I probably said it already in the intro um that this podcast is usually made um before the intro, so I'll probably just say the categories in the intro so everyone knows. But um, you know, you have your uh, list, and I have my list. But um, I I w- I wish I had it written down that um some of the predictions we made because I don't think we could have predicted what happened in twenty twenty two. Um, seeing Punk return in twenty twenty one, I I I believe yeah, and we thought twenty twenty one was the craziest year ever in pro wrestling. But my goodness, 2022, I do know you said something very, very blonde, like bland. Uh, You said something like something crazy, like something so crazy, you know, it would change the rest of the world forever or something like that. And if if that's what you said, and I remember this correctly, you were right. It, it was something along the Well, I just, 
it wasn't so much of a cop-out answer. It was just like, I just had a, like, not like a psychic feeling or whatever, but there's just something in, like, that was like, we're going to go into this year. And it sounds like a cop-out answer, but if you really think about it, it's like nothing like big, like, there's a lot of big shocking things that happen, like, just throughout the year. But I'm like, there's something big is going to happen that no one expects. And that was kind of my, like, thought. It's like, and Vince retired, (laughs) which I kind of was right. (laughs) Yep. And not only that, um, literally, okay. We've had three CEOs in WWE in 2023, Vince, Stephanie and Nick Khan. Three and that's crazy in itself. Um, I'm trying to think of some other crazy things. Oh yeah, the rumor of the Khan family possibly buying WWE. Yeah. Um which I feel like was very heavy and I honestly believe that was actually true because if they would buy Ring of Honor, why wouldn't they try? But um hey. We have so many Stone Cold returning, coming out of retirement. Vince McMahon having a match at Mania. Um, there was a lot, and and I one thing I know I did. I I made some crazy predictions in twenty twenty three, I mean twenty twenty two, for twenty twenty two. Um, but I remember saying an AEW star will come to WWE. Something around those lines. And Cody Rhodes came. The biggest AEW star of all time, I'd say. Came to WWE. Um, The, uh, um, um, COO, EVP, vice president or whatever. And I do remember I said the forbidden door will be open even more. Though it wasn't as open as I expect, like AEW wrestler coming to, like as far as under contract AEW wrestler coming to WWE, we have Wrestle Kingdom 2020. No, I believe Wrestle Kingdom was 2023, my bad. We would have a New Japan Pro Wrestler, uh, a New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestler in Carl Anderson while being New Japan wrestling champ actually work both new japan and wwe that's i feel like it's part of it we got mickey james we got we got a a, a few things that uh could be considered a forbidden door yeah there um i just read uh the other day that um an nxt talent was allowed to work um, in some indie shows, I don't know uh, what indie talent. It uh, was or, um, or, what NXT talent. I may be wrong. I believe it was Ivy Nile is able to work Warriors of Wrestling. I think that's Booker T's company, and mm. I heard that they have a partnership now, which will be much like Evolves. You know how Evolve used to NXT wrestlers used to work there. Right. Um, but I heard that that's what it's going to be. But it might. Be, I might be wrong. Yeah, but um, 
whether it's like oh like it's only like if like I kind of read that and I feel like a lot of people are like oh it's only Booker T's like show like calm down but still the fact that an NXT superstar that's not the fact that an NXT superstar is allowing to work another pay-per-view promotion that's not like solely WWE sure they're partners now but if this continues this could potentially lead to outside WWE like not that they're not partnered with it's a stepping stone it's a small stepping stone but it's a stepping stone in the right direction of allowing other talent to work outside of the company yeah um, um in 2023 more this is even done more um 2023, I, I was mentioning Wrestle Kingdom earlier, how it had a WWE talent up there, an AEW talent up there, a New Japan Pro Wrestling talent, obviously, and a AAA talent, all yeah. working on the same show. So I find that uh, 2022 is, I mean, 2023 so far is looking good, and I don't want to make many predictions for this year. I do feel like this year's WrestleMania will be one of the best WrestleManias um, there is. I, I just have a feeling. Um, and Vince McMahon, I mean, uh, WrestleMania 2022, my personal top three WrestleMania of all time, without a doubt. So... Um, I, I feel like this year is going to be special. I don't know if there's going to be as much news as last year, but I, I feel like my prediction as far as that goes, um, the Forbidden Door and the line will be crossed multiple times again. And I feel like Sami Zayn will win the WWE Championship. Or universal, and I feel like the championship will be will not remain undisputed. But yeah, that is what I my predictions. If you have any predictions, um, I like I know it's kind of piggybacking off of yours, but I think that. wrestler while being with New Japan will work for with WWE. It's it's kind of picking back off of yours with the AEW, but you said leaving the company. This is a New Japan person will work within WWE while still signed with New Japan. It's a it's a very it's a whole it's a like at home run out of the park, bases loaded kind of prediction. But that's but I'm going so far out there that if it actually happens, you'll you'll know who to go to. It's like, hey, you it was actually right. It's like I know I'm surprised as well. <laughs> right? Like I I never thought Mr. McMahon for one would retire. I never thought all these things would happen within the WWE in twenty twenty two. So I feel like at this point anything really can happen. Um, I I want to say uh we're getting to the around the 
eleven minute mark. Um, obviously ten minutes up here, but eleven minutes since the intro. Um, or twelve minutes. But I um, I'm gonna start my list. But before I do, I want to say this may be a little bit biased because I stop. I probably stopped watching AEW around summertime. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I mean I'm with my list. I'm calculating. Is it probably a little bit biased? Maybe, but um, I I calculated everything I tried to find um, that could be that um, I felt like I I, ha- I have I have some different stuff I have some different stuff in there that uh, um. A mix of some things, but um, I just I I just tried to pull what I felt like was what personally, in my opinion, were uh, my best, and I'm sure you did the same for you. And so, this this is gonna be exciting. It definitely is. Um, so let's start off with some of my notes. One second. Let's start off in the EWO Pro Wrestling Awards 2022. The top three matches of 2022. Um, so, do you want me to start? Then you go with your number. With your number three, I go at my number two. You go number two, or do we just? Uh, say, I, I, I say I say maybe um, three three two two one one. All right. My number three is Roman versus Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam 2022. I mean, that's 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 a good three. That's a solid three. Triple H. Uh, this is Triple H's first pay per view main event, I believe. Mm, I think uh, so. Yeah, and my goodness, everybody. And their mom was tired of Brock versus Roman. This is something Vince booked. Triple H. I, I almost guarantee you that this wouldn't have happened under Vince. I may be wrong, but I don't think to the extent of what happened and how the pay-per-view turned out, I feel like it would just be a regular match. The stuff that happened in this match felt like a 2K game. It was insane. Um, I pe- I feel like the Brock Lesnar flipping the ring, um, is going to be something that people are going to be talking about for ages. Um, and when I I got genuinely scared when it happened because it was so abnormal. And that was uh, my friend who I haven't watched wrestling, who hasn't watched wrestling in years, watched this pay per view with me. And he, he really became a fan again of WWE. I, I just think this is one of the, I will say this, by far the best Roman versus um, Brock match, maybe outside of the one where Seth Rollins cashed in, just because of the history that one made. But yeah, um, definitely... I might even say match of the night of the, of this pay per view, and signifying oh, sure. a new era of WWE. 
for sure. Um, so for me, my three that I went with was, um, also I just want to add before I say, um, the, the thing that we, we, we've seen Brock Lesnar versus Brock and this this match brought like a different dynamic and I and I and I have to assume because I don't I have to assume that me knowing how Vince works sometimes I don't know how Vince works at all but a lot of times most of the time he's pretty predictable this was it definitely the shenanigans that happened probably wouldn't have never happened if it was under Vince and Roman's title reign would probably have ended so long ago if Vince was still around. <laughs> yep. Um, I, if, if Vince was booking it, Lesnar probably would have won that match. Maybe. Um, I, I, can't con- I can't confirm nor deny that statement because it's, it's, it's a... It's a educated guess, but it's a it's a guess nonetheless. It's not anything factual. Um, but I I love I love that where Triple H uh, went with it. Um, my my three FTR versus the Briscoes, Ring of Honor final battle, the uh, double tag team uh, dog collar match. Mm-hmm. Such a good match. Did you watch this on... How did you watch it anyways? I watched it on YouTube. I was able to find it on YouTube, the whole match. Yeah, I heard they had some, obviously, classic matches. Um, The the match ended in referee stoppage, which... (laughs) The fact... Just that alone was... was, I was like, okay, I, I, I was like... I was like... I was like, what happened? Because I saw clips, and I was like, what happened during that match? And I was, like, made aware that I was uh, ended by referee stoppage, and I was like, okay, now I have to watch this match. So then I watched it, and I was like, this. Um, and by the way, uh, rest in peace to um, Jay Briscoe. But, um, he'll definitely be missed. But uh, this was... I've never, fun fact, I've seen FTR work many times since they've been in NXT and WWE. This was my first ever full-length Briscoe match, and I was not disappointed. Uh-huh. I feel like, I, I may be wrong, I think they had three matches in total. This may have been the one to settle it all. I do remember seeing they, clips of this match. Yeah, they um I love the concept of a double dog collar. Um and they they went to war, they bled. Um there were some uh there weren't too many botches um that that I could notice, but it's like if there were any, it didn't seem like it. Um, yeah, I only noticed one botch that was in Botchamania. It was the one with uh, the bald guy. Hold up, 
Uh, Mark, Dash. Is it Dash? Or, or, or um, are you talking about FTR? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was Dax. It was Dax. Dax. Yeah, Dax Har- Harwood. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah, that yeah yeah that was kind of a rough botch. Yep. But eh, even 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 top talent like uh, the Briscoes and FTR, you're gonna make mistakes. Especially when, especially with so many variables like a dog double dog collar match, That's, there's a lot of unknown variables to happen there. I a hundred percent agree. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, um, man, that the match that match was definitely many people's uh, number one. So, I I, I highly um. If I can find it again, I'll send you the YouTube video. It does the entrances to the finish. It's the full thing. I found. I was surprised I found it on YouTube. I'll send it to you if you want to watch it. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when did you watch it? Uh, did you watch it before the list or during uh, the after list? I um I was creating my list and. Yeah. I, I was cre- I, I did it while I, I was creating my list and I knew of the match, but it just the match of itself sounded like an awesome match, but I had never seen it before. So I watched it to make like to make sure I could one, like vouch for it that it like I know it's my opinion of it being third, but like I'm not gonna put a match that I haven't seen before up there when I like I never saw it. It's like I don't know. It could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. I didn't see it, but it looked like it. It seemed like it deserved three. I'm not going to do that. Um, so I had to. Act, so I wanted to actually watch the full match before I uh, put it up. And then once I uh, watched the full match, I was like, "Yeah, this deserves three. <laughs> yeah, that's respectable. I um definitely need to check that out whenever you, because I did hear a lot of good things about that match. It was, dude. It, the amount that the blood it makes honestly at parts it makes a John Moxley match look like a walk in the park. At times. Well, yeah, I I could see that uh, because yeah, a dog color match. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, would you want to go on to your two? Oh. All right, I'll go two two. Um, my my two is Cody Rhodes versus Rollins, Hell in a Cell, twenty twenty two. There's three matches of them, and any one of them could have been number one. I mean, not number one, in the three. Right. Um, but I feel like this thing will be remembered forever. Like this will be. I feel like in 50 years from now, like how people talk about, um, you know, Hogan lifting Andre, people talk about uh, Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage getting back together. I feel like they're going to talk about this. Um, I feel like this moment uh, was insane and 
I'm, I'll say this. There are few wrestlers in this generation that have moments that you could say are going to be remembered forever. There's obviously some, uh, but it's nowadays pretty hard to get that moment that uh, signifies a character, like how Dusty Rhodes had the hard times. Now Cody Rhodes has his own moment in itself uh, that is such a big moment that if he retired tomorrow, he would be remembered forever by that. And I think that moment in itself, you know, wrestling with the Toronto Pack, it was crazy. And I'm surprised Vince actually let it happen, but I'm also not. Um, I heard, and there was people talking about how this was too dangerous. He shouldn't have been. I, I still think this was amazing. Um, it's great to see Cody back now. I think oh, Seth did an amazing job. Cody did an amazing job. They had uh, just the whole story, and I think it told such, you know, Seth wearing the polka dots. It, it was perfect. Seth, the student, you know, one of Dusty's favorite students versus Dusty's son. Like, the whole story in itself is amazing. So that's why um, I'd have to give it to um, Cody versus Rollins on the cell. Very valid number two. Um, for me, I have Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson, AEW January 5th, their second match. If you, now, this is the um, in 2021. They had the um, one one hour uh, time limit expire match where neither one won because it it, it went uh, to the time limit. This was the championship match, the second match in January, the very beginning of the year. And I love this match so much. So. Um, I do remember these matches, and I was thinking, was this in 2021 or 2022? But yeah, it's in 2022. Is it, is it, it is 2022. I made, I, I, I thought that the one hour was in 2022. I thought it was the beginning of 2022, but it happened uh, December 9th, I think. It was like either late or early uh, December of, of 2021. I was like, dang, I can't include because it was like the very end of 2021, but I can include two. And although two, the first one was I appreciated more a little bit, um, because of the one hour time limit thing and then making it all the way. Um, this was the championship match. I, if I believe it. it I believe this was the championship match where Hangman defended against Brian. And you put Hangman versus Brian in a match, they will tear the match down. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, that's a good choice. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all I have to say um, for my second. All right. Um, 
Yeah, I. Man, I I actually just remember that much now that you say it, and I remember watching it. That was when I was watching AEW more heavily when Brian Danielson came back and CM Punk came back. That was when I was watching a lot. So yeah, I I know exactly. Great match. Um, but for my number one, I, I almost guarantee you're not gonna uh, guess this one. Probably not. Okay, so Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre clash at the castle, and solely because ninety five percent of wrestling fans thought Drew was winning this. Mm. And that was a solid match. It was a so many moments. The crowd were was so good, like very very good, and just how it shocked everyone. I was pissed off after Drew didn't lose, like, but but after, I mean after um, Drew lost, I was pissed off. But now after I kind of examined it and think about it, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good, you know, build, a story. Um, and I was gonna put Logan Paul versus Roman up here too. Um, I can't obviously was going to. But there was parts of me where I was thinking, um, for the most part, I knew Roman was winning that, even though I was thinking, oh, they could do something to get the web going crazy. I, I It didn't go there. For me, everyone thought Drew was winning this. Um, and maybe he should have, maybe he shouldn't have. I don't, you know what, he shouldn't have, but. Solo Sokoa's debut, and just I rem I remember when he hit that claymore, one two I everybody I promise you thought that was it, and Solo came out of nowhere, got booed out the arena. Um, I feel like just because the crowd, and how. WWE put a big swerve on it. It was it has to be match of the um year for me. I would what was going to put Gunther versus Sheamus, but also I do feel like part of it, even though it was an amazing match for us NXT fans, it's just another day in the office for Gunther. Like he just puts on classics every single week, every every pay per view. He's just off the charts. So, yeah, it took me a lot to find number one. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that, it's, it's very, um, it's very rare because with Roman being Roman, it's very, every single time you Roman steps in the ring and he has a match against someone. You believe that, like, it's like, oh, they're not gonna, they're Roman's not gonna drop the title to this person, and you kind of have that going, like, in the back of your head going into the show. But with and even, um, even I did with with Clash at the Castle. Um, I it's like Roman versus McIntyre. They're not dropping the title to McIntyre. Even I did. But when watching every 
as the match kept going on and on and as and as it went, there was there it just kept building the thought in my head like they're gonna drop the the title. Roman's gonna drop the 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 title to Drew. He he's going to do it. He's going to drop the title, and that just belief just kept going and going. And when Roman won, it's like. What? <laughs> uh, exactly. Like, every... It was very shocking that Roman, you know, won, especially in the place that they were in at the time they were in. It would have been the perfect timing. Um, and, yeah, it, it was it was great. It was great. It's just, it's just like it was. It's one of the first few times that I was shocked that Roman retained. Most of the time, I'm, I'm expecting Roman to retain. This time, I was shocked that he retained, and and it's like that just proves how much of the crowd, even the whole entire crowd, was on Drew's side. Like when Roman won, you saw some shocked faces in that crowd, and the whole fact that, um, no offense to the guys I'm about to mention. Roman was going against people like Finn Balor, who at the time he didn't really have a shot. He just came onto the main roster again. Um, he was going against Daniel Bryan. He was going against Edge. A lot of people who were credible, but it, it was kind of obvious Roman was retained. Drew was the first big case, and he was thinking the crowd is back, the most electric crowd there is in the outside of the United States. Um, and it's it's his home place, his home country. Will they do it? Will they drop it? Like, give him his moment. They didn't give it to him at... Um, they, they didn't have him win the championship. You know, his moment was in the pandemic era, but no crowd. So we were thinking, yeah, but... The, the, only, the only case that I was... I was... Like Drew, Drew was believed. Like you said, it was there was like a ninety-five percent like feel that Drew was winning. The the only time that I felt fifty-fifty on a person was Kevin Owens uh, around the Royal Rumble time with the feud with Reigns and Owens. That with how they were building Owens, that was fifty-fifty going in. I felt like it's a possible. It's a huge possible possibility. Um, that Reigns drops the title to Owens, and Owens begins the prize fighter um, attitude again. Um, and then once I started going in, then and then once I started going into the the last man standing, um, and you kind of watched it progress. So I was like, there was a lot of close spots, but as it went on, it was looking more and more like Roman was winning, and Kevin didn't really have a chance. Yeah, in all and something that I, I will say that always kept the Romans thing was always kept the Roman title reign interesting. Is every single title shot had a very very close call where the wrestler almost wins, and whether it's what what uh, Finn Balor a uh, god strike down on Demon Finn Balor, <laughs> like like they did everything like anything um they could. The demon resurrection of extreme rules. <laughs> yeah, and and then like they always that wrestler always had that moment, and 
they always had a Roman comeback last second, and that that's something that they did amazing with. Um, this time, uh, I believe I, I thought this time uh, it just felt like you know Drew Drew had this Drew had it. It's not it can't uh, like what could possibly happen. There's nobody. Jimmy J aren't there. Paul Heyman is on the other side of the ring. What the heck could happen? And yeah, don't expect. And then, and then Solo came in. Exactly. Uh, well, and then once Solo came in, you it went back to. It kind of went back. It started going back to like, okay, Roman's winning. But then Drew came back. He came back stronger once Solo was there a little bit. And I was like, no, Drew could. It's like, oh, the heater got her. <laughs> yeah. The I momentum agree. change. I agree. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this before you go into yours. If WrestleMania doesn't have Solo versus Drew, then I do not know what they're doing. I feel like He's the main reason why they have to have it at this point. They they have to feud. I don't know when they're gonna feud, but they have to feud. It's only a matter of time. Agreed. Well, um, am I good to go on to uh, my one? Yep. Okay, there's a reason when you were talking about your two, I didn't say much, and that's because it's my one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Cody versus Rollins, Hell in a Cell. It was, is the number one, is my number one. That's why I didn't talk much. I was like, yep. <laughs> because I, I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait until I got to mine. I'm going to so, be honest. I thought it was going to be Logan Paul versus Roman. That that's like a four or a five. It's up there. It's not the up there. Yeah, it, to me, it was it was a solid match. And I thought um, if it wasn't going to be that, it was going to be Gunther versus Sheamus. That's why, like, I, I thought as soon as I mentioned Gunther versus Sheamus was on the same show, I, like, just named it number one. It, that's also solid. But to me, um, why I chose this one as... Um, you went into you went into it for you. For me, the whole thing kind of revolved around Cody, obviously. But Cody with the torn pack, um, it always it always goes back to um, and I and I know I've said this before. I know you've heard me quote this before, but. Karrion Cross once set was talking about his shoulder, and his shoulder got dislocated, dislocated, dislocated in his match against Keith, uh, Keith Lee, I believe. And he's like, he's like, he knew it was dislocated. He knew something felt wrong, and he kind of just like popped it back in as best he could. And he's like, you can say you're tough all you want, but that was the time that I like showed people. Even though I have a, a dislocated shoulder, I'm finishing this match and I'm becoming champion. Like, there's a different time where you can say it versus you can show it. And whenever, and when Cross said that, it made me think of Cody. You you can say you're tough, 
any anyone any WWE wrestler can go out there on the mic and say I'm the toughest SOB in this company. They can say it till they're blue in the face. But what Cody did was he proved how tough he was. He went into that chamber disregarding what could have worsened his injury. And it's like, no, I'm fighting this match. And there's not a dang thing that anyone's going to do to stop me. And even with Seth putting the the kendo stick to the shoulder, he tried. He tried to, like, make it, like, like play it up. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt you even more. And Cody, there's... There's not anyone anyone can 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 say. I know I don't think we did this this year, but baby face of the year goes to Cody. <laughs> that is the proving moment of how big of a baby face Cody is. Uh, and I, I'm not gonna disagree with you. <laughs> Uh, but it but it just also shows Cody's character and how much it means to give the show to the fans. Like Cody is willing to risk his body for the fans to to have a good show. Hundred percent. He um proved, and I feel like I maybe I'm wrong. I I just see him as almost a John Cena like figure after that moment, like. And the fact that Vince, Vince had this much trust in him. I, this is what I'm on. I thought he was going to have some good run when he came back into WWE. Yeah, he's going to get a few cool wins. Rollins is going to start to get his wins back. Then uh, Cody will just fall on the shelf. You know, he'll he'll fall back. Um, I never thought that they would let him not only kick out of a pedigree, but also a curb stomp, especially injured and those moments, those near falls, it was, it was amazing. The the story of the match, the psychology of the match, and the once you kind of put into perspective, uh, Rollins put did the bulk po- Rollins doing the polka dots to kind of mock Cody, but he also did the polka dots in what I feel to also tribute um, Dusty at the same time. So you can see kind of the deeper levels going even further into the match that maybe people didn't recognize in when they first saw it. That's also something I don't understand. How the heck? How the heck is Rollins just going to turn babyface? He he went. He stalked Edge's house. He went to Edge's house. <laughs> he literally tried to kill Cody Rhodes the night after this. And he now all of a sudden, Rollins is a good guy. Yeah, like. I I don't understand. I understand singing along with his song, but yeah, man, if you if you make him this this hill, the man took out Rey Mysterio's eye. Like just just go along. I don't know. I just think his heel character would should stay. But yeah, I I think Rollins works better as as a heel more than babyface. Every single babyface thing he's run. The weird thing about WWE and with Rollins is every after every single great heel run Rollins does, they put him in an awkward babyface run that completely derails what he just did as a heel. And it's like, you can keep this going, you know, till the end of time. But it's like, no, 
we're going to put Rollins in a babyface light just for a little bit. And it's because, because the person he's feuding with uh, is like more of a heel. And it's like, you can do heel versus heel. It's, it's been done before. He doesn't need to be a babyface to face a heel. I agree. I agree. So some of the best, some of the best uh, things, some of, not not a lot, but some of the best rivalries are at times when you have two bad guys trying to prove who's the worst. I, I, I guess it also falls back into Randy Orton RKO'd literally everyone. He put um, Matt Hardy in a wheelchair. He um, Fred, he. He RKO'd a you know Beth Phoenix multiple. The crazy stuff this man has done, and then one day he's just cool. He's he's just a good guy with Riddle. Like yeah. I feel like yeah. But at the same time, it's like what happened to Legend Keller? He got older. He matured. <laughs> he's more of a he's more of a he's he's less of a angry youngin, and he's more of just a chill uh, veteran. Randy Orton's gonna go back to it in two years, probably. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure we're gonna see uh, Viper slash Apex Predator like mean Orton at least one more time before he retires. Definitely. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like our matches. And uh, by the way, as far as women's matches, I really want to put some women matches up here, but I do not remember like Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. I do not even remember that match. I don't know why. I don't remember most matches from WrestleMania. Um, um, hmm. Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte at Money in the Bank was that? Was that twenty twenty one or was that twenty twenty two? Wait, what? Was was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte at Money in the Bank? Uh, 2021 or 2022? 2021. Dang. Yeah. I always wanted to do the same thing about Becky Lynch versus Lita. But, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, uh, Bianca Belair at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, there was many amazing women's matches this year. There was one match that I just can't... I don't freaking know what, which pay-per-view or what it was, so I can't name it. But I think it was... It, it, was, a, it was a Saudi show, I believe. Um, and that would have got my number one. Not, not my number one. Somewhere in my top three. It was a really good match, but I, I don't remember it. Uh, then which match it was. But yeah. Um... Are you good with moving to the next one? Yep. <sighs> next up is... Male of 2022? Yeah, male wrestler of 2022. I'll let you go first. I figure we have the same person. I almost guarantee we don't. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I guess I'll go. I'm going Roman Reigns. Fair, fair. That's it. I was I was going to pick that one, but um, I I was figuring you might you were going to pick Reigns, and and uh, and, uh, and I was like, 
Well, this is probably going to be interesting because we're going to have the same person. And it's, and it's like, we probably have the same person. It's like, I don't think we do. It's like, oh, hmm, interesting. Um, yeah, I do. Do I even need to give an explanation of why I pick rights? <laughs> I don't think I do. Really don't. I um... don't think I do. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put put that. Uh, I acknowledge the tribal chief. All that's yep. all I'm gonna say. I don't though, but yeah. <laughs> um, this one, okay. So this one, I, I'm sure you're gonna not really be surprised once I say it, but you kind of. I, I was looking through different wrestlers. Um, but my my male wrestler of 2022 is Gunther. I feel like. The story of Gunther, undefeated. Gunther is undefeated. He has one of the longest Intercontinental Championship reigns uh, in history uh, coming into 2023. Um, His booking, everybody was scared when he came to the main roster. He did way better than he did in NXT 2.0. This uh, and just just the whole his match with Sheamus, his match with um Braun Breaker, his match with he had so many good matches. I don't say undefeated, I mean he was undefeated on the main roster, but um yeah, and then Imperium coming back together would definitely not have happened with Vince came back. Um. Also, also, if I may, just pop, just pause for a quick second because I know there are wrestler keyboard warriors that like to correct and be like, "Well, actually, he lost in in the Survivor Series match. That was Walter. This is Gunter, different person." Keyboard yeah. warriors? You mean TJ? <laughs> nah, but uh, yes, <laughs> no. Not, not, but I, I just know that those people that it's like, well, actually, he was on the main roster for a match and he lost, so he's he's actually he has one loss, <laughs> and I just know there's there's the those kind of people, and it's like different character, different person, different gimmick, different. Move on. I agree, and and even though, uh, he never lost a one v one, like he this is also true. He okay, so. Yeah, and at this point, I feel like Gunther. I was the one who was saying Walter. He's Walter. He, at this point, Gunther, like Walter, just feels weird. At this point, you know, I was I was telling KP, I was like, you know, he will always be Walter in my heart, but Roar, but WWE is recognizing him as Gunther. Um, two K twenty two K twenty three is gonna recognize him as Gunther, and I'm like, you know, he. Walt or Gunther Walter, he doesn't care about the name. He, him personally, he doesn't mind the name. Yeah. So it's like if he doesn't mind the name, and it's like I'll always cherish Walter, like the Walter of NXT in my heart. But it's like if he doesn't care, and it's it's gonna be all over my like who how I'm gonna refer to him in the video game, and now in real life, it's like who cares? That's what I'm saying. I agree. Like freaking TJ was t- TJ. Uh, <laughs> he still refers to him as Walter, but he puts in parentheses Gunther. Um, Gunther. 
Exact, bro. His theme song is. You listen to that song one time, it's stuck in your head. I'm. Uh, I like. I like both versions. Uh, I like the when he first came to SmackDown, but I like the um, uh, the updated version also. They're 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 pretty tied to me. I would agree. Um, I, I like both theme songs of Walter. Um, or Gunther. Gunther. Um, uh, the first one, uh, I believe he has um, General, and then I don't, I can't remember what the, the second one is called. Was, I know they had like, he had three different themes on the main roster right now. He's going by his first theme song for the first few seconds, then. Uh, uh, General was the first one, um, which I've actually started using General um, in his uh, in the uh, my two K twenty two two K twenty two stuff. But Prepare to Fight is his current one, and Prepare to Fight, I'll 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 play that one at any time. It's solid. The whole going through the ring, General. One thing I will say this: I do miss, and I think they need to bring back. Is Ludwig Kaiser, a like, you know, uh, being the personal ring announcer? That that was really good. Yeah, really I, I I like um, Ludwig knows how to like uh, introduce him. He knows how to announce him properly. I agree, and yeah, it it's the whole the whole thing. The whole Imperium, it's all amazing. I have to go with Gunther being it. And I feel like by the end of the year, he's going to still be a contender. He's, uh, he, hmm. I'm going to say that, that I don't know because we're, we're very into, early into the year. But I have a feeling that Gunther is going to be world champion before the end of the year. That's a good one. I That's would, one of my predictions. Honestly, if anyone should dethrone Cody, it should be Gunther. Especially since Rumble just happened. Yep, I agree. Um, and even if Cody wins it back, it would be a good feud. But yeah, if 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 the people who in in if their plan was to have Cody and Gunther be the last two for. And they're already thinking ahead, like we're gonna put these two in a feud later down the line. If they're that forward thinking, applaud, applaud to you guys because that's that's um, perfect planning uh, story of storytelling. I agree. Next, next up, we would be doing female wrestler of twenty twenty two. I almost feel like we might have the same. I do want to say honorable mention before I uh, announce mine. I think Roxanne Perez did an amazing job this year. What, youngest NXT Women's ch- Champion, youngest Ring of Honor Women's Champion, and youngest, uh, what was it called? House of Wrestling, a Reality of Wrestling Champion. Yeah. And I think that's a phenomenal thing. We, we might have the same person. We might not have the same person. I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, we'll see. We'll but see. My uh, female wrestler of the year is Rhea Ripley. Um, mm, we do not. 
talk about evolving the character. Like, she was boring in 2021. I mean, she wasn't boring, but as far as she wasn't, I don't think they should have moved her to the main roster as a babyface. Judgment Day, I don't know if you know this. I feel like I don't know if I say it enough. Judgment Day is the most entertaining thing on Raw. Um, I think. And I I, 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 I do. I, I, I don't know how many people dislike it, but I'm a fit. I'm quite a fan of Prison Dom. He, he's funny. And a lot of people don't like it. Like, obviously, you're, you're, they're heels. You're not supposed to like it. But a lot of people think this is making Finn Balor look... Bro, what was Finn Balor doing before this? What was Damien... Damien Priest was having a U.S. championship for, what, like five months? None of the title... None of his title reigns will make it on a pay-per-view. Um, Finn Balor beat Edge. Whether it was clean or not, he beat Edge. He, he has he has some... Um... He has some stock. Agreed. Dominic Mysterio. The improved a, a lot of people love the crap on Dominic. I think he's absolutely insane and absolutely amazing. Um, as far as entertaining. And in this hill role, it's amazing. One of my favorite storylines actually, this whole great Dom dude, stuff. My dude the the clip um the clip of Raw the the other night where it's like where Dom's like Cody you put your hands on me. You want to know what would have happened if you would have did that in prison? You would have been dropped where you stand. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have made it out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this. It, I, I'm, I'm sold. I I love this. This is this is my new. This is the new thing that's keeping Raw going. I I agree. It is. Um... But while we're talking about what we talked about each member, I feel like Damian Priest is doing amazing. Finn Balor is still the main, I feel like, character. He's the leader still, but he's not like the. And I feel like Judgment Day just lost a bunch under Vince. Triple H really revived this group. Um, Rhea Ripley, my goodness, the stuff. Her match with Akira Tozawa. This is why Akira Tozawa, I say, is my favorite Raw wrestler. He's my favorite wrestler in WWE. Like, not on Raw. And that's not me joking. It's the fact that how he's an underdog. You see him. You know he's not going to win. But you cheer him. The fans get behind him. He can yeah. make goofy stuff work or whatever stuff. His stuff with Rhea, that was entertaining stuff to me. Um, how he sold for her. How he got a few moves on on her. How Rhea Ripley uh, is doing, and now that she and they didn't let Rhea Ripley really get into the women's division and wrestle women like that. I do believe she beat Oscar. Um, yeah, she won a few. She she did some good stuff in twenty twenty two, but her character, her character, a good character is over wrestling. Like, I, I don't care. Um. <laughs> So her her character work in 2022 was amazing and how far she has come and all that she's doing. It's amazing. And I do love to see what Rhea Ripley is going to do in 2023. I'm glad she won the Royal Rumble. And I think they booked her perfectly. People are, are, um, people are giving, um, like 
Oh, Rhea Ripley. People are saying that, or it's rumored saying that Rhea Ripley, it's like, oh, she's going to be the next China. And it's like, um, Rhea Ripley was like asked about this. And it's like, what do you have? Like, how do you feel about this? And it's like, it's like, she's not upset. She's actually, she doesn't mind. She thinks it's kind of cool that she's being compared to China. Um, and it's like, knowing that Triple H is in creative, he could make a, he could make Ripley uh, uh, male singles like United States champion or something. It could happen. It could. And, I, and I'd be fine. Like, I, I like what she's doing with Dominic. And <clears throat> also, I do know that, you know, the whole jacked woman stuff, I mean, if you're a female and you're jacked, you're going to be compared to China. I feel like people compare Beth Phoenix to China. Um, yeah. Other people. Um, but, like, I, f- I feel like, um, as far as in-ring-wise, I know Rhea Ripley is way better in the ring in China. No offense to China. She wasn't a great in-ring wrestler. Right. Um, but I, I, I think they both do um, both awesome. And if they're going the route that China went, I would be, f- I would be fine to – I like how Triple H keeps it realistic. He's not putting her in the ring with, you know – Freaking, um, you know, big men that are like six foot five. Like she's putting him, her in the ring with like a character or someone that matches up with her height or weight or whatever. Right, and, and I, I like that we're getting some intergender intergender matches. That's 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 something that I don't think would happen with with uh, Vince as well. And, and so it's like the product. It's like he he's he's. I like that some experimenting of, of like, like we're going to do this, um, see if the crowd likes it. If they do, we'll continue it. If they don't, like, we'll, we can cut it. But it's like, at least give it a try. And they're giving it a try. Yeah, I, I agree. It's amazing. See. Like, I, like I, I enjoy that they're stepping, they're trying to like step into it because all around, like, the, the, um, Indies like Impact Wrestling has been doing that for years. <laughs> yep, they yeah. have. But also, Impact Wrestling, as we've as we've discussed, ain't really a wrestling for us. It's more of a soap opera. So, <laughs> they can do whatever they want on that show, and it will get cheers from fans. <laughs> anyway, they'll be on board with it. Yup. Yup. I'm curious what yours is. Mine, mine, I don't know if you're expecting this, but my female wrestler of of 2022 is Jade Cargill. Really? Honestly, I was expecting a little more than you're about to say. No. And I wrote down stats of why. Jade Cargill, 49-0 undefeated streak, current and only AEW TNT champion, and longest reigning champion in AEW history at 390 plus days. I'm sure there's it's it's much like longer, but I'm just cutting it for like you you, you get that song. But um 
But all those stats alone, it's like she's she's about to hit she's about to hit fifty and zero. Um, I feel in with an undefeated streak, only AW TNT uh, or not TNT TBS uh, champion, and overall longest reigning champion in, in AW history. That's a lot of stats to put for her not to be woman of twenty twenty. Uh, yep, I'd agree. And, and and I'm even though I don't I I don't watch too much of AW product anymore. I I do I do keep up to date with what's going on and what she's doing with the TBS championship. I from what from the clips and um the sh- and the short videos that I watch of what she's doing. It's phenomenal work. Yeah, she had a she had that feud with Bowwell. I I did hear that. Yeah, entertaining stuff. Um, amazing accomplishments. Um, I really have no idea, honestly, who the heck is going to be her at this point. I, I I have no I. I'm I'm wondering that too. It's it's like when you have a person who's already fifty and. Are close to fifty, you know. Um, Jay doesn't wrestle too often, um, so they're so they're um, people are like, um, what's the word? Like predicting or like assuming or, or whatever, putting out that um, they believe that she's gonna wrestle like spring of twenty twenty three, and that's gonna be her like her fiftieth win, um, and. I'm I'm very excited to see um, her get 50 wins. That's that's huge. It's huge. She'd be some big stars too. Ooh. I, I, was, I was I was like in the back of my head. I was like, I I, I don't I don't know if he's I don't know if he's expecting this. This this might be a little bit of a wow. <laughs> I honestly was, I honestly was not. And and Jade last year was my breakout star of 2021. Really? Yeah. Um, of 2021, Jade was my breakout star. Now she's went from breakout star to woman of 2022. That, that's a good accomplishment, man. Especially, yeah. Uh... Very impressive. Uh, she's had a very impressive showing this year. Um, and yeah, hard to argue with. Um, I, I, f- I figured I would do for Jade specifically, like just the stats of like, because I don't know how many people watch who what, view us um, watch AEW too often. Yeah. Uh, but if there are any number of like reasonable, um, like either casual or like very fre- frequently watchers of wrestling product brands, I couldn't even list all the accomplishments that he's done in 22 if I wanted to. Um, but anyone who's seen Roman anytime in the past 12 months or yeah, past 12 months, past year, 
they know that Roman's on top. Yeah, definitely. Jared is like, you kind of have to. It's like, why is she on top? Here's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned she's eight. Yeah. So. I, I really wasn't expecting it. Wow. Breakout of 2022? Breakout start of 2022 is for me. This is going to shock you. I know it will. But I refrain from talking compl- uh, too much about this person because I really. Because he was the next, you know, up here. But Dominic Mysterio is my breakout star of the year. Ah, oh, gotcha. And I know many people are expecting from me Austin Theory or Roxanne Perez, like I said earlier, honorable mention. Um, I think Dominic Mysterio started this year as a babyface and probably the most hated wrestler as far as not hated, but like, bro, he needs to go back to NXT. He should have went to NXT. He's not ready for the roster, blah, 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 blah. His, I hope, I, I, say this in all seriousness, I do hope Judgment Day, which is like, saved the man's early career, um, I feel like, I, I really hope Judgment Day lasts but until the end of 2023, if not for at least two more years. I think the stuff that they can do, the stuff they can tell, the amazing work they're doing it's not holding back anyone Damian Priest is being recognized as you know the the toughest one of the group Edge is I mean uh not Edge uh Finn Balor is recognized as the veteran almost you know even to Finn Balor he's considered Finn Balor level which let's think about the people who have beaten Edge um, besides Roman, I believe Randy Orton beat him. Did, uh, did Seth Rollins beat him? I almost feel like Seth Rollins didn't beat him. Um, Rollins beats it. Let me see. I don't think Seth Rollins. So, have I don't seen... think he won any part of that feud. Yeah. Me either. Um, this is a big thing, and I remember when he went back to that. Remember when he uh, a few years ago he was your favorite, and he was just that guy, uh, you know, being being the big baby face, um, signing autographs. You know, he, he was oh. just the baby face. He was that guy. Finn. Yeah. Oh, Finn's still my favorite. Okay, good, good. That 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 has not changed. Finn, it's all carried. Um, Ricochet, Finn, and Karrion Cross. Those three will always be at the top. Top, N- no matter what happens to them. Good times, bad times, ups, downs. I'm, I'm not a. I'm a mark for those three, and I'm not ashamed to say it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah. When he joined, he was treated as a new guy. 
he was mm-hmm. treated as like he was some like he started wrestling. He's a newbie. He came from NXT. Now he's treated like an absolute veteran of twenty years of AJ Styles. Like he's treated like Edge. He's treated like a legend almost, and that's how he's almost talked to as. Uh, and him being the leader of Judgment Day, even though there's really no leader of Judgment Day, but kind of being the, you know, the veteran of of it. Then there's Rhea. Who's just? It's it's just uh, her her gimmick is amazing. And Dominic Mysterio, oh my gosh! Like he's this is why I'm saying it. Dominic Mysterio, in many respects, this is the modern day evolution. Um, and I I think. You know, uh, I just think Dominic is going to be the future. I think he's going to be big. I don't know if he's going to be company carrying Rey Mysterio 2006 big, but I do think he's going to be really big. Like, I think he's going to do some amazing things. I think he may be up there in Randy Orton territory. Uh, or up there. Sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say real quick, um, that. I I just want to agree. I love that you have Finn as the veteran, uh, Damien as the powerhouse of the group. You have uh, Rhea, which is um, kind of the female the the female lead, but also is not afraid to uh, like scrap or get in the ring with the guys. Um, just kind of like the wild card of the group. You never know what Rhea's gonna do, and then you have Dominic, which is kind of like. He's serious, but he's also the comedic relief of the group. I I agree. His comedic, his and and he can. People love to talk about how Dominic isn't there yet in the ring, and obviously it gives the man some time. Like he just started. Uh, his story is very inspiring. Um, uh, you can check William Garcia's podcast on it, but um. His he, he just started like a few years ago, but now he's very improved over the past year. He's improved in ring wise a lot, and I I want to say that also with Dominic Mysterio, he um he's just very charismatic, um and man, this the story it's it's amazing. I I really. Th- like they're evil, this group is evil, bro. Like th- this group, frick, they, they uh, they broke a man's wife's neck in front of him just to win a match. Like like that type of evil. We don't. We haven't had that since maybe Orton twenty twenty, or it's, it's, it's like it's like you if you don't do this, say I quit. If you don't say I quit, we're going to do this. And it's like I quit. I quit. It's like, well, actually, we don't care what you say. We're gonna do it anyway. Exactly. Do it anyway. That is, some, they the man went to his father Thanksgiving to beat the man up in front of his family, and just, bro, for no reason whatsoever, and on, try, attempt the same thing on Christmas. Obviously, got a wait. Was it New Year's or Christmas? I don't know. 
Christmas. But yeah, he got arrested. I, I just love the whole story. Did you see uh, Friday Night SmackDown? Please tell me you did. I saw SmackDown. Did you see Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio in a race car race? I mean, I did. I did see that. I may. I don't know if I've laughed in pro wrestling so long. That was the stupidest thing I've seen. It, see, it, see, it's it. like Dominic. The thing that I, I like, I said, he's he's serious when he needs to be serious, but at the same, t- he can do both. He can, he's serious when he needs to be serious, and he has this kind of like seriousness of com- like when he's his competitiveness when it comes to the ring in the ring he's serious and he's determined and he'll do the work but outside of the ring if he needs to like be the comedy character and be the like the the like play up the gimmick of of the inmate the inmate who spent time in jail even though it was like an hour like He's using that to his full advantage. It's it's like it's like oh, it was so tough. It was so bad in there. It's like even Miz. It's like weren't you in there for like a day? It's like you questioning me. <laughs> it bro, that was amazing. That was that was this whole storyline is just incredible to me. Um, I I, I love how man. Dominic Mysterio has to be the top hill of WWE. Um, and because people like this isn't just a character, like people actually hate the man, like yeah. they hate him, hate him, like not even as a in like they hate him for like I remember the booze that this man got. Um, actually, I might say the heel right now is Roman Reigns, but you know, and and that race car race was hilarious. The thing of the funny thing about Dominic Mysterio is how you just can't defend the dude. Like the stuff this man says makes no sense. His logic makes no sense, but you can't argue with him because you got, you know, a veteran and a man who's like six eight and like like behind him. Like, and I love that. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what Dom says. It's like he can get away with whatever he's saying. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'll be honest. The day that I really hope Judgment Day don't turn on Dominic, because that would break my heart probably. I, I don't know how this th- they will end, but I just hope they last a while because they're the most entertaining thing on Raw. I like I I know I know at some point they're gonna go for championships. I just I feel like Bauer is gonna go for the main title. They may go for the tag, but I wonder if they're gonna add a. Either Rhea's gonna be like a the mid card, go for the mid card title, or and the and the woman's title, or they add in another person to go for mid. And if that's the case, who could they possibly add that would work with them? That would work really well. Like it doesn't matter if they just got added in. Like right off the bat, they could work well with them. Oh, that's actually a cool one. I was thinking, even if someone like DiJack came to the main roster, he would be cool. Um, DiJack could work. I was going. I would say Champa, but I feel like he's a little bit older and he doesn't have longer in his career. He has to do his thing now. Um, yeah. De- I I would I would I would definitely say someone younger from NXT who has hunger. 
but could fit well into the heel Judgment Day role. I'd say. I'd I'd agree with you. Um, someone like. All right, give me a second. All right. Um, I mean, honestly, if if he if he left um, um, schism or schism or however you say it, um, Joe Gacy could possibly. It would be an interesting one, definitely. Um, heck, yeah. Um, I was thinking that could that could be so. Um, I think. How oh, was that? Oh, go ahead. I'm thinking. All right. Um, yeah, there's many people that could fit this. Um, it obviously have to be pretty evil. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it. I think right. it could be cool. I think. Or if, you know, let's say the tag team, uh, unless, you know, uh, Damian Priest went for mid-card and tag or. That too. Uh, that's why that's why I offered up uh, Rhea too. If she wanted to do the China thing, like mid-card and uh, women's champion, that could be, uh, she could be the first one to hold a women's and a mid-card champion, men's mid-card championship at the same time. Agreed, agreed. I don't think there's ever been anyone who's who's held a man's and a woman's title at the same time. Unless I'm wrong, which someone could probably point me out. No, like this has happened here. And it's like WWE. I'm only speaking WWE. I know it's probably happened in the Indies. I I can guarantee it's happened in the Indies. It definitely happened in Impact. I know. The world champion in Impact, I think, was a woman once, uh, Jordan Grace, I think, and she was women's champion. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, so, yeah it's again Impact. They do whatever they want, and it's <laughs> yeah. not really recognized to me. Impact is no no longer. I know it's professional wrestling, but I it doesn't. I don't recognize it as professional wrestling anymore. It's a soap opera show. That's all yeah. it will ever will be. <laughs> definitely, they kill people on the show. It definitely is. It's a soap opera. It, it's it's not re- a wrestling show that has soap opera moments. It's a soap opera that has wrestling in it. Agreed. <laughs> you want you you. It's 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 like, it's like if they started mixing reality TV with UFC. Hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for what response you're gonna give, and it's like. Like, it's like if they did reality TV segments and then they, how they settled their arguments was a UFC fight. To me, that's how Impact feels. It's like crazy, wacky shenanigans happen backstage. How do they settle it? I'm acting the ring. I, I agree. I agree. And it, it's bad. The stuff. Impact's pretty good right now, by the way. People should. It, it is solid. I'm. I was Bullet actually Ray. thinking about getting back into it. I love that Bully Ray is back into it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, while while you were saying that, I was thinking even Dexter Lumis could join the Judgment Day. This is also true. Who wouldn't want a Gargano versus Judgment Day feud? Mm. But I I think that could be very cool. Gargano needs something. The interesting thing about Dexter Lumis being a part of Judgment Day is he's he's like his whole portrait artist thing. He's but just by seeing him and whenever he appears, like um, Dexter Loomis, um, uh, NXT Dexter Loomis with Cameron Grimes around Halloween time. You can see how scary and spooky he can be. And yes. you just add a little bit more wickedness and evil to him. And that, that silent and just blank death stare like look that he Bro, gives Dexter you. Dexter needs to be a horror character right now. He would fit so well as a horror character. I, I agree. And now that I think about it, imagine Baron Corbin going back to his biker gimmick and joining Judgment Day. That could also work. I, Out, outcast loner who no one really gave a crap about. Man, Baron Corbin and Damian Priest as a tag team. That would be cool. That would be an awesome dynamic. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully someone picks this up. I was, I'd be fine with that. If, I mean, if, if anyone is... If anyone if you from WWE has come across this, I, I doubt it, but if you if you're listening to this right now, take our idea. Use it. You don't even have to give us credit. Yeah. Just you give us credit. Put put uh put JBL with someone like Grayson Waller or something. Like <laughs> put put him with someone else. Like because what is Judgment Day? A bunch of random wrestlers who weren't doing nothing and now all together and they're doing something. So yeah, Baron Corbin. But yeah. Uh, what was your um my my breakout start of the of the year um is don't know if you're expecting this but hey I, as as we've been going through this entire thing we're are, both of us are both kind of uh not shocked but kind of just like oh, hmm yep. at, it's at each other's Mine is the acclaimed. Oh, I really wish I remembered that one. That's a good one. The acclaimed have arrived. I, uh, Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, Billy, uh, Billy Gunn. They, all, all of them are doing fantastic work in AEW, and the, um, from. The the rapper part of me loves the um, Max Max's dish disses as he comes out to the ring. Uh, the whole um, the whole scissor me daddy ass thing that they're doing with with Billy Gunn. It's funny. It's entertaining. They're they're enjoying it. They're they're um, they're having a fun time and they're doing pretty well as tag team champions. So it's it's all around like. There's a lot of aspects of it that are are working really well, and I'm glad that they're able to find that like that click. I I agree. I I also want to say this might be an unpopular opinion. I think their work with um you know uh Colton and the guns the guns or whatever their names are um. Hey, there when they were with Acclaim, that was some of the most entertaining things in AEW. 
they're still entertaining. I just hope they don't overdo the whole thing. They they had a I, I really do like their uh disses and gimmick. Um as they don't like to be called, but as the acclaimed have kind of pegged them, ass boys. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> it's it, it, it's a thing. It's a part of it's a part of the storyline. <laughs> uh, but um, for them to have debuted in 2020, and just from where they're where they're at in two years has has been, or where they what what they've done in uh, two years since debuting is just it's honestly. Uh, Phenomenal work. I agree. And, um, yeah, They're, that's a very good one. They won the titles finally. I wanted to claim to win the titles for a long time. It's a, I know. I was feeling the same way. It's about dang time. About time. Yeah. If 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 anyone has not yet, just if anyone has has never seen anything about the acclaimed, do some research, please. Educate yourself. <laughs> it, there's, you there's, like, disappointed. <laughs> there's thousands of I'd say clips of or or completions of them. I've seen so many of them. There's there's, there's like. All, uh, just all of the the disses and the rapping that Max Caster does for each opponent, you can just do compilations of multiple of multiple just each opponent that he's done. You can find his best disses in a compilation. There's just so much content from what the acclaimed have done by their entrance alone that you can you can just you can go down a acclaimed uh, rabbit hole on YouTube. You're you're 100 right. I'm I'm uh, if if you do follow what I've just said and you do go down that rabbit hole, I'm not responsible for what you find at the end of that rabbit hole. Don't blame me. You did this to yourself. This, my favorite thing about the claimed is how they don't diss like like they're not one of those political rappers as far as. They they don't create controversy like they will diss Joe Biden Trump they will diss anybody and it's I always feel like when you're a rapper and you only diss one certain thing but you don't diss the other thing it's almost like are you scared to diss that thing and then it just you're not as hard so mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that um they can no. diss anything. Max Caster, he does not care who he offends. He will say anything he wants, and it's and and because he has a hot mic, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Beat him up? He's he's about to beat you up as he's as he's talking this trash and going to the ring. <laughs> oh man, that swerve it swerve in my in the glory uh, versus acclaimed where it's a very good match. May I say? That was a that was a solid match. Great, great championship uh, win. Um, I also want you to check out. Uh, hold up, 
Um, I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. I I, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I I might have, but send it anyway. And I, and if and even if I have, I'll watch it again. Okay. It is called. It is called uh, Tony Khan. This is the acclaimed. I might not have seen this. I'm I'm about to be entertained. Tony Khan's rap abilities was hilarious. Okay, Lil Uzi Vert was uh, here too, so it, it was just weird. But um, uh, we ha- we uh, I believe next is promo of the year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was kind of hard for me to 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 choose. This one was hard for me to choose, but um, I I, I pretty much um, I, I just, think about this one. It's like good promos. I I just chose whatever what stood out to me the most. Is it the best? Maybe not. Is it the worst? Maybe maybe. I don't know. I just chose what stood out to me in 2022. Mm-hmm. Promo wise. So, am I going first or you? I'll go first for this one. And it is. I want you to take that shirt off, aka the Sami Zayn and Bloodline um, promo, which is when Sami Zayn was promoted to. Not the honorary Oos, but a member of the bloodline. This was the crowd. This I feel like Sammy was was over for the crowd for a while in this bloodline story, but this one signified it. This one, the crowd, the people could not ignore. The crowds were so electric on this promo, and. It was hard picking between this one and the Usi one, but I feel like this began the whole thing. Um, and yeah, hold up, yeah, um, using becomes. This I, I'm guarantee, this got a lot of views. Oh yeah, millions of views. Um, this story was amazing, man. But yeah, that that is my promo of the year, based off the crowd reaction and all of that. Bro, imagine if I would have said something like. The CM Punk, um, the CM Punk, uh, pipe bomb. Yeah, as 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 I can guarantee, a lot of the fans would be like, "When did when was when did that happen?" And it's like, I I I would have not if 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 you were serious, I knew you wouldn't have actually said that seriously. But I would be like, um, that doesn't count. <laughs> Oh guys, man, <laughs> and, that would have. I, I, I now wish I said that. 
I I I knew I knew you wouldn't have been serious. I would have I would have known you were joking, and by you joking, me being like, uh, you know, that the one doesn't really count. Obviously, joking as well, but also serious. <laughs> I'm actually curious now. Did you actually uh, look at the promos of this year, or did you um? I do. I so. Here's what I here here's what I did. I I went to specific promos that I I remember watching, and then rewatched them. That's what I did. I see. I see. And and I and I even saw some that I didn't see because um, I didn't watch that episode. Um, most promos that get posted to um, uh, WWE's page or AEW's page or whatever, most promos that that happen, I I see, and then I I look back at them and I watch them. So, but um, but this one, uh, I'd actually had to be reminded shocking or well, not shockingly but i had to be reminded of this uh once i did some searching again um but my my promo of the year um was mjf's blow up promo on tony khan i was thinking about that right then and there i was like holy crap i just thought about something yep fire me tony fire me you effing mark promo Yep. That I was I was I was actually kind of shocked at myself that I forgot about it and I was like oh yeah I you wanna know what? I no joke, I searched back to uh MJF versus you know that one promo that they did for eighteen minutes and I sent it to you because I have how much I love punk and uh MJF promo. I was I was hoping that that was 2022 because I was gonna put that, but it was 2021, and I was like, "No, dang it!" I honestly was thinking that I was gonna put that first promo where they made the, the, the shots at WWE and, and everything like that. I was like, "Cause that one is one of my favorite AEW promos of all time," um, and I really wanted to put that, but it was 2021. I was like, "Dang it!" So. Uh, then after, um, after searching around that, I was like, I was like, did MJF do any like big promos this year? Then I was reminded of this, of the, um, effing Mark, uh, uh, MJF blowing up on Tony Khan. Um, and it's like, it's like, I was like, how could I forget this one? Cause it's like, uh, MJF was like, because I love so many parts. Uh, another one of my favorite parts was, do I have to go to a different company for you to pay attention to me? Do I have to leave and then come and then want to come back for you to pay attention to me? Oh, there's so many good parts of that promo. There was. Um, I I agree. 
that was a good one. That was a good one. I wish I thought about that. I probably wouldn't have chosen that just because of my love for this storyline, but I really would have considered it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I, I, I got you covered in it for mine. So we got we, we covered the basics. That's good. That's good. So next up, moment of the year. I want to say I was going to choose Bray Wyatt's return or Stone Cold's return. But I I couldn't choose that as moment of the year. Even though Bray Wyatt, um, Bray Wyatt is not on my list at all, by the way. But I want to say a shout out to Bray Wyatt's return. It was done perfectly. I guess it was just the follow-up that was kind of slow to me. Um, But his return was amazing. Um, And it looked like it cost millions of dollars to do. But, um, yeah. Um, Moment of the year, Cody Rhodes' return. I feel like everybody was saying AEW, you know, he's coming back. He's coming back to WWE. He's leaving AEW. He's officially a part of WWE, blah, blah, blah. I was saying so many times, I won't believe it till I see it. I don't believe he's going to come to WWE after. And the second that song played, I was going crazy. Um, The crowd was going crazy. Think about that big crowd who most of them are probably casual fans, or, or at least half of them are casual fans. Yeah. The fact that these people know Cody and know how important Cody is, that it, it was all amazing. The match was amazing. The tribute I'm, to Dusty was amazing. It was perfect. I'm, I'm going to say real quick, um, I put specifically, well, not, it's all in the same line. I put specifically Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania, as the moment. That's fair. Because it's like that, that, um, that moment. I believe he rose from the stage, or yeah, I, I believe he rose from the bottom of the stage. That him rising and then com- coming uh, from the bottom of the stage. That entrance moment. That was moment of the year for me. Hands I remember up. I was listening to this song so many times, so many times after. And rewatching this video, I'm I'm so happy that it's going to be in 2K23. Did he rise from the stage at uh, um, Royal Rumble? Um, Royal Rumble, no, it was the cloud of smoke. I think um, he just walked out. That makes sense. Still got a lot of pyro though. Mm. I, I I so I'm glad we're on agreement to this. I felt like. I honestly thought this would be a whole different one for you. I don't know why. I mean, um, I wanted to, um, yeah, I wanted, uh, I guess, I guess. You you don't have to do the same. I'm lumping it in for me. Um, you don't have to do the same, but I'm doing this. Uh, moment and return are I'm lumping them in together. The moment, the entrance moment is is for me is the moment of the year. The return itself is Cody. Same thing, but different 
different aspects. I respect it. That's it. It's fair. So I just did I just did two of them. Um, one because they they go so well they're they're basically you can't have one without the other. <laughs> you're right. Now my is something else. My return of the year is Stone Cold Steve Austin. The crowd That's that's very valid. The crowd were so hyped. Kevin Owens kept kept beating a dead horse he kept saying stuff the fact that people thought he was going to come there on the raw before mania and it was owens in a bald cap um the the, the crowd were cheering all because the fact that he can come out tomorrow he can come out um or tonight i guess when this podcast is posted and the crowd are going to lose their mind. That right there is next level. And what? So so they had a Stone Cold. Um, was it Stone Cold or was it the KO show? I don't know which one it was. They had a little talk show. He lured Stone. I mean, he lured Stone Cold in to a match, and the match was so impressive for Stone Cold to do at his age. Taking a suplex on concrete, doing all, like, he did great. It was, it was a great, and if this is his last match, I don't think this is his last match. He better, I mean, I would love for him to have a match against LA Knight this year. The promo is, it would be amazing. But um, I think this year, I mean, I, mean, I think this return, the crowd, everything, it was amazing. Him coming back the next night with almost just as big as the same pop, just to stun McMahon, it was amazing. So, yeah. We uh, have one more left. We do. Be- All right. Before before we get to before we get to the final, this is this is an on the spot one, but. For you, what was pay per view of the year of 2022 for you? This uh, this is not one we planned. This is on the spot first thought. Oh wait, what was that again? I wanted I wanted to do this on the spot first thought, no like intentional planning. Yeah. Pay per view of the or premium live event. Thank you WWE of the year for you of 2022. Okay, I'm gonna think real quick of all the pay per views this year. Um, <laughs> uh, man, we had a lot of pay per views. Um, oh, okay. Do you have any idea right now? For me, I. I I have a I have I had one that I was just going to say but now I want to kind of do some deeper thinking <laughs> cuz I I want to I want me to I want to know um Okay so 
I I can I can go through real quick. At okay. least at least at least WWE. We don't have to go outside pay per views. We can do at least WWE because that's what so, we to do right. Now. I'll I'll go with WrestleMania. I'll go with WrestleMania. Okay. Um. For for me, they're kind of tied, but I'll say WrestleMania and Clash at the Castle. They are very close. But if I have to do one overall, because that's kind of a two is kind of a cop out, um, WrestleMania. That's fair. Just all the moments for Cody, Stone Cold, both nights. Obviously, both nights had their 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 um, nitpicks and their and their downs. Like, um, there, it's like, really that happened or that was that was mid that was trash. They had they they had their their moments, but there were very few of, of those moments. You're not wrong. Um, the yeah, it was just it was something special, and it's and it's kind of like I don't know. It's like um, I I I love I love the quote that someone put out uh, with, with regards to WrestleMania. Um, I forget where I hear it. It's probably somewhere where you you. It's probably an account that you and I both follow, or maybe it's just me. But um, when um, when Cody Rhodes came back to WWE, they didn't WWE Cody. They didn't limit him. They didn't do any. They they let Cody be Cody. Um, they did king, the kingdom, his, his own entrance, everything that was about Cody in AEW, they brought to WWE. They didn't change a thing. And it's like, that's, I feel like if they did anything to try and like, oh, Cody, you can't, you can't use this. You can't use this. You have to use our product. They would have ruined Cody right off the bat. I I agree. We didn't get any, and even Stardust. You know, he mentions that as like a low point of his career, and he uses it in a good way. Like WWE aren't saying. I I, I like I, I saw some stupid. I saw a Stardust fan account. I, I don't know how. I don't know how. I really don't. But they said that Cody should have an alter ego as Stardust, and. It could you imagine the the hate? Could you imagine how much of a failure that would be in WWE? Like with Cody, they're doing him perfectly right now. This this is a side point, but dude, the 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 amount of well, I mean, probably more you than I, 
but the, the amount of just I want to say not issues, but just like kind of mini problems that you and I have both come across with fan accounts and on especially Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you more than me. There is this is not this is not like this is not, I'm not trying to like this is not a bad thing. It's just funny when um it's just funny when EVK messes with fan accounts. You've had, like it's and you and then you tell us about it. It's it's like it's like bro, this dude is a this person is annoying. Why are they doing what they're doing? I'm I'm laughing the entire night. Oh shoot. I remember I think the most recent one I sent y'all was a Dakota Kai fan account. Oh yes, yes, yes. Which I don't know if I can get the post, but they have a lot of stuff that um I was in a, a wrestling group chat with them a while while back. Um and I have no idea why or what like I had no idea if the guy was serious or joking and I was just thinking if this guy's joking, why would he make like three accounts to post about this and do memes like daily? Like certainly he has more of a life than this man. Guys, uh men out there, never ever make account a, a fan account for a female or a male. Don't don't make don't make fan accounts. Even it, women out there don't make fan accounts. Don't be that person. You, 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 you kind of look sad and you kind of look desperate. <laughs> it's yeah, like I just, I, 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 I understand having a fa- being. I understand having a favorite wrestler. I understand even be even going to the extent of being a mark for a wrestler. Because I have that, a lot of my friend, a lot of my wrestling friends, um, they're either favorite wrestlers or mark a little bit too much for a wrestler. I, 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 I'm guilty of just. Let me just say this, and I know I'm put, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm insulting myself, which it's it's in the it's in heart of. It's in the heart of of us as as brothers, uh, the four of us, me, uh, EBK, KP. They can all test at certain pay per views that we've watched. I get a little bit excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I feel like we've all had those moments. Um, I, I just want to say, um, and preface this by saying, if it's like let's say a Harry Potter fan account, a WWE fan account, NXT fan account, a UFC account, a heck Lord of the Rings, a um heck Star Wars fan account. That's different. But if you're surrounding this around one human being, that's 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 not normal thing for a human to do. I yeah, my whole point. There's a difference between fan slash mark and Obsession. Yeah, if you make a fan account, that's an obsession. 
over a, a person. Like like pro wrestling, you're doing that over a sport. Harry Potter, you're doing that over over a movie or a book franchise. Lord of the Rings, you're doing that over content. Um, you know, video games. If you have a if you're doing video games, uh, fan page. Let's say a Star Wars or something, Lego. That's different. Um, but when you when you make it about one singular person, if I made a John Cena fan account, if I made a Dolph Ziggler fan account, that's weird. Like, that's almost like saying you enjoy this, love this person so much, and, and it's putting that's an idol. That's also unbiblical. It's it's not masculine, mm-hmm. and very true. Yeah. Um. Also, um, when when you, I, I feel like I had some. You 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 get um. And it's, oh, I remember what I was going to say. It's like, imagine the people on, that you're doing this for, or like that you're idolizing in this way. Like Dakota Kai, um, or say it's Dakota Kai, say it's Adam Cole, say it's Rick Shea, wh- whoever, whoever the, whoever the superstar is. Um, when, if they saw it, would you do you think they would go oh that's sweet or do you think they would go eh, that person's a little bit crazy no thank you <laughs> obviously they they'd probably be nice about it but yeah just they're trying to be like polite and nice about it for the most part but you got to understand how the other person is going to view this and not always it's how you think because you're kind of upset. You're kind of in your own world of obsession and crazy. That it's like I'm doing this for you. I would like devote my life to you. This is this is all for you. And it's like that's great. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's like I personally, I don't think besides maybe a significant other or maybe family, never ever never put your actually even in significant others or even in family never act like someone is more important than you and even if you don't if you're put if you're making a fan account someone you clearly think they're more valuable than you as a human being if you would devote that much of your time to that one singular person who doesn't know you exist or at all like if you're going to concerts and feigning or see i've made a deal um i might go with my girlfriend eventually um to concerts we talked about it i would never go to a concert alone i would never go to a concert i don't care if it's a rapper or anyone i cannot see someone on a literal pedestal above me everybody worship them around me i I just I, i just can't like 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 I might do um I might do dinner alone. I might do a movie alone. They're not 
as as much as people think like why is that person sitting alone it's that's weird hey sometimes people like alone time it's just by themselves i i, I wouldn't mind doing that doing that but it's like concert that's a social environment no that's a different social environment i would never do that alone yeah it, it's all it's just me as a i just can't you know go to a place where everyone else thinks that these people are higher I maybe had to discuss with my girlfriend, you know, if we go to this concert, don't you for a second think this artist is more valuable than you or me or anyone and listen to it for the music, not the human being. Like that's, that's how I I think about this stuff. Like what, what do you think Jesus would do if he, if he, if he saw, uh, you know, us go around this one human being who really had he has a God-given talent, sure, but what what would what do you think Jesus would do if he just saw us all hugging around this one artist on a stage crying because we're in the presence of him? That I just feel like that's so backwards. If 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 it's like if it's like you have Jesus and Jesus, you have Jesus in the same area as a musical artist. And you're paying more attention to the musical artist than you are the son of God. Yes. And this this is just to, to what this is just to my point that I was about to say. Fan accounts. Let me clarify. Or let me rephrase. Idealistic fan accounts are just a modern, another modern form. Are a modern are a modern form of idolatry. I agree. In, De- in, continue. Like, de- like shrine devotional type. Like people used when when people made idols, they made figurines and carvings, and they made shrines and like and all these kind of things to like worship and like pray to like these things. You're basically doing the same exact thing. It's just in a modern form. One hundred percent. That's how they modernize this stuff. That's it's disgusting. Um, it, it's like in the way how you know. I, I just and and I, when I say masculinity, I, I said it a few minutes ago. How it's the most unmasculine thing. Um, and and, and even feminine. It's not. It's not good for women either. Um, but when I say it's masculine, I'm not doing that. I'm not on that Andrew Tate stuff. I think if you worship Andrew Tate, you that that is the most unmasculine thing you can do. If you're sharing Andrew Tate quotes on your story, that's unmasculine. I think, like especially, like like that's putting a human above it. That's just as bad as mm. you know, like like. <laughs> Any 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 form of of praising um, an idol that you see as better than yourself, when they themselves are a sinner just like you are, it's like you 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 gotta you gotta like put into perspective that while you're in this fandom crazy of or like fixation on oh they're they're. They're they're like a god amongst men. They can do no wrong. No, they're 
a broken person just like you are. They're not anything special. Exactly. And I'm and I'm not saying broken person as a like as a, a derogatory. D- take me. Uh, take EBK. We both know we're not perfect. We both know we mess up all the time. We're not trying to preach we're holier than you guys. We're more righteous. We're we're broken people. That's why we need Christ. That's why we need a savior. We 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 need someone to look to to be righteous. That's why we we have that person. That's why we have Christ to as a role model and to look for and to look at to um be the part be the thing that's like I know I'm I'm messed up. He's not. I'm gonna look to him. I I didn't think we were going to get biblical, but you have two Christians on a podcast. It's bound to happen. (laughs) And yeah, I'm I'm more comfortable with talking about that stuff on on this podcast anyway. So I I will. We haven't even gotten to that in a while. So I am. Anyways, we kind of were at the end of this, but I I will say promotion of the year was our last one, which was WWE. It's WWE. Yeah, I'm not. I I I was uh, like like I said. I looked through ROH. I looked through AEW. I had a lot of AEW people on my thing, as like personal, like like directly for the category. But overall skew of things, um, I just think, especially with Triple H, um, even though Triple H took all over like half what he's done half of the year is steps above what I feel like AEW is is doing because like we've talked about before AEW their one problem I feel and I know you feel it too because you've told you told me that this was their problem so and I agree with you they have too much good there's too much there's too much good it's all like there's no crooks there's no bad and it's like with WWE, yeah, there's a little about uh, there. Yeah, there's some like bad. There's some mid stuff. Sometimes you need mid stuff to know what's really good to shine. Uh, ex- exactly. Like there's so much going on in AEW. One week, the next week. Uh, Matt Hardy said on his podcast that it is designed for one week to be something, and then the next week something new. I- I'm sorry, man. That's not good pro wrestling in my in my eyes. And yeah. maybe in their eyes it is, and that's okay. If you're into that, that's cool. That's just not – it doesn't do it for me because let's say I miss two weeks of wrestling, then then a whole new thing is going on. I, I can't I can't follow that story. It's, it's like if every week is something different, every week is something new, every week something is changing, it's like uh, – well, like it's like say I haven't watched AW in three weeks. The last, t- the last time – I thought I saw AEW. Um, the last time I saw AEW, I'm gonna take this for example, um, as just an example. It's like, oh, when I was watching Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole were in a rivalry, and then like three weeks later, it's like Adam. Oh no, Adam Cole is working with Samoa Joe. Daniel Bryan is working with John Moxley. It's like, when did this happen? Like a week ago. What? It's so random, it, and it's like so quick, and us. Uh, so much um going on in AEW that I my my brain can't fault like 
my like, my, I I know I know how I have ADD. I know that for a fact. I know I have ADD, and focusing is hard for me. But even even with my ADD, I still even though even if my ADD is one hundred percent like, which it always is. But even if it's ninety percent working, I still can't follow what they're doing. I, I agree, and. The whole AEW stuff, the worst part to me, uh, wh- where the heck is Miro? Like, where's the heck is these big stars they pay? I, I just, and, and there's some wrestlers that, I'm not going to name any wrestlers, but the wrestlers like Miro deserve way more time than these wrestlers, some of the wrestlers. Uh, and... Yeah, so much is changing. So much is going on. I, I, I honestly I wish they didn't bring you on it. I have a, uh, I have a Faith of Hawk episode coming um, this next fr- this next Friday. I'm gonna try to get it Friday, but Faith of Hawk is coming back after like six months, something like that. I've been busy. There's a lot been going on, <laughs> but it's back. First of the year. First, first, first of the year. Uh, ended in uh, last episode was in 2022, like five months ago, like uh, uh, August, September. I don't even know. Um, but I'm doing a lot with church, so I'm doing a lot with church. I'm on, I'm in tech. I'm and I've I've a lot on my schedule. It's it's crazy how like this this speaks to how much my schedule has changed. Before I did tech for church, I never um, saved the dates for my calendar stuff. Like, I had a few, like, stuff here and there that's, like, I would, like, do, like, oh, like, WW2K23, uh, like, launch release date. I would just do, like, casual stuff, just, like, fun stuff. Now, like, because I have it set to whenever I get um, assigned and I get put on for like I get scheduled um I have it set to where it goes directly to my calendar like it updates my calendar so I know like hey these are the days that I'm I'm going to be working now boom my calendar fills up and it's like what <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying what I was saying um I, I have some news to actually announce with my whole schedule and stuff um, when we get back fully on the EWL Takeover podcast um, with um, Alex, I have some news to reveal. But our our next episode was on EWL Takeover podcast is going to be a can't miss. So definitely, definitely check that out. I I think we should. Uh, oh, oh, we we are going to go back in about two weeks. I feel like. Um, to get all this sorted out, but yeah, yeah, I wanna, I wanna definitely, um, I wanna try and get back onto the Faith Holic stuff. Which, if we're gonna take a little bit two week break before we get back, that's gonna be some time that I'm gonna use to figure out my stuff before we jump back in. All right, all right, it's good. On this episode, um, is there anything else you wanna add? Out of the what? What have we done? A hundred and a hundred and thirty minutes almost. Was that one hundred and thirty? Uh, yeah. 
is about two hours. Because one, 120, 120 minutes is two hours. So two yeah. hours and nine minutes. Yeah, to be fair, we haven't uh did a wrestling episode besides, you know, a few days ago. In about five months, probably. So. This this is this is true. Um, yeah, uh, I'm. I have nothing else to say. Um, I hope that everyone out there is is doing well. All right, I, I hope the same. See you when we see. You.